Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's going on, Poppy? What's up, dude? How you doing? Uh, I'm a little sleepy today, but I'm good. I know you're 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 kind of dragging. I am kind of. I'm running off like five hours of sleep. Yeah, I like I understand that. I mean, I'm kind of um, you know, I'm pretty sleepy myself. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had my my uh, allergies were acting up last night. My sinuses ended up just getting locked up. I didn't go to bed till like one thirty in the morning. Had to wake up at six thirty for work. Cup of coffee, uh, a cup of coffee and five hours of sleep got me till uh, till about shut down time for work this week. Got you till about right now. Well, that C four energy over there is kind of helping a little bit too. Oh well, yeah, that too. You. That too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, a little sleepy, but we're powering through. Um, what was that face for? Nothing. I was just looking at my mic. Okay. okay. Yeah. Just che- just checking in on you. I'm good. Uh, you know, we get a podcast to do. Yes, sir. Um, we're looking at potentially getting into a video podcast, but maybe next week. Potentially, if not the week to follow. Uh, we have, we we got a we got a something something we're trying to figure out and uh, see how it works out for us. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, let us know. Stay tuned. Would you guys want a camera on one on Poppy, one on myself, or would you want just one camera with the both of us in it? Well, what would you guys like to see? We'll take it into account when we make our decision, but it's definitely not going to make our decision. We're right. If that we makes sense. We value your opinion, but your opinion is not the end-all be-all. I've seen what makes you cheer. Your booze mean nothing to me. <laughs> exactly. Shout exactly. out Rick Sanchez. Shout out Rick Sanchez. What a guy. Oh, man. Well, we had a, uh, we had a big week in college football last week. Yeah, it was definitely very exciting. I mean, we touched on it a lot last week um, throughout the episode. Um, of course, um, some of those big matchups included Penn State and Michigan. Um, Penn State won in the route. No, Michigan won in the route. Yeah, it was a close. I'll be honest. This was a pretty close game until about halfway through the third quarter. And then hell broke loose. That was when Blake Corum took over. Yes. That game, what, Penn State at one point, like, okay, so they were down 16 to 14 at half. Uh-huh. Um, and then they ended up kicking a field goal. Penn State did. They were up seventeen to sixteen at one point. They lost forty-one to seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Michigan took over and it just beat the hell out of them. Yeah. So I mean, that was um. I mean, that was a, that was a game that we I, I think you and I kind of expected it to go Michigan's way. I thought Michigan was going to win. I yeah. did. I picked them to win. I thought Penn State was going to keep it closer. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, to be fair, like I said, they were in it for two and a half quarters of this game, but it is a four-quarter game. Yeah. And, and Michigan played better football at the end. I mean, they scored uh, they scored 15 in the third and 10 in the fourth. And then all, all Penn State did was score that field goal in the third quarter. That was it. So they got outscored 25-3 to three in the second half. Yeah, so it's crazy. So um, So Michigan actually had two running backs go over 150 yards. Yeah, dude, that kid, Blake Corum, He's a dog. Yeah, Blake Corum went for um uh one sixty six on twenty eight carries and two touchdowns. 
And then their backup. I don't know his first name. His last name is Edwards. Um, hold on. Donovan Edwards, okay, the backup running back for Michigan. He went for 173 and two touchdowns on 16 carries. Shoo. Yeah, so he was he was eating up yards for sure. Um, and like you said, it all it all kind of um it all kind of happened after the third quarter. In, like immediately after Penn State kicked that field goal, uh, Donovan Edwards ripped off a, a 67 yarder. Then Blake Corum ripped off his his 61 yarder. Mm. Um, and then Donovan Everett scored again, and then that was that. Yeah, I mean, Penn State was in this game for a while, and I think everybody uh, knew that Michigan State, or Michigan was the better team. Not Michigan State. Michigan State sucks this year. Uh, uh, Michigan was the better team than Penn State. Not that yeah. Penn State's a bad team. I mean, they were ranked number 10 in the country for a reason. They're a pretty good football team. Do you know what they dropped to? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm asking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be like. I genuinely do not. I'm pulling probably up now. like. I feel like maybe 16. I feel like that's a reasonable good call. 16. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Hey, good call. That just that seems like a reasonable drop. Losing to the number five team in the country, they were in it for half the game, a little yeah. over half the game. Dropping six spots, that seems like a reasonable drop to me. Yeah, I agree. That's not. That's nothing too crazy. Um. Kind of the shift focus a little bit. Another another pretty big game from last week was Oklahoma State and TCU. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big game. Uh it looked like for a while that TCU was going to be their like their nice little Cinderella run they were on was gonna come to an end, but they squeaked it out. And they ended up getting the win over Oklahoma State, who's kind of been a mainstay there in the big tw- in the Big Twelve yeah. for a few years now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good on um good on TCU for picking up that win. Yeah, I mean they had a they had a huge rally in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean I think they were down, what eleven at half, and then they were uh, then they were down fourteen. They ended up rallying, putting up fourteen in the fourth quarter, blanking Oklahoma State to tie the game up to go to OT, and then they ended up winning thirteen, uh, outscoring thirteen to ten in overtime to win forty three to forty. Yeah, yeah. So so definitely definitely a hell of a game. Um. Let's see. What did they jump up to? So they went from thirteen, maybe what nine? Uh, I think eight. Nine. They're ninth or eighth. One of the two. They, they went to eight. Um, kind of just to recap. This is just going over the top twenty-five itself. Um, so just just going over um some of the other games that happened last weekend. Ole Miss um uh, improved to seven and zero against Auburn. Um, Texas they um they got back to their winning ways, beating Iowa State in a very close game. Yeah, barely. Yeah, yeah. They beat them by three, but then again, college football is a win's a win. It's a win. It's a win. Absolutely. Yep. Um, shout out the Gaylord family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. Let's go, Norman. baby. Let's go, Sooners. Oklahoma got back to their winning ways after a three-game lose, losing streak, beating then number nineteen Kansas, who's who's finally falling back down to earth. Yeah, that was an absolute defensive shit show. The final score was fifty-two to forty-two, but that was again, ninety-four points scored. Did you watch that game? Uh, I watched a lot of it. Did you? Yeah. Were the 14 points that Kansas scored in the fourth quarter garbage, garbage time points? Um, I actually did not watch the fourth quarter. Because w- at that point, the game was over. I mean, I mean they, were, they were knotted up and after, after one. Uh, Oklahoma outscored them by 14. Oklahoma outscored them by, mm, excuse me. Um, 21. 21. 21 points the rest of the way up into the fourth. Yeah. So I don't know where they gar- I don't know if it was garbage time or not. But it, anyway, a win- like I said about Texas, a win, a win, a win's a win in college football. So you know, good on, um, 
Good on you. Yeah, hey, a win's a win. Um, James Madison lost to Georgia Southern. That was kind of a it, not that many people probably many people probably don't know who JMU is. They probably don't know who James Madison is. Um, I mean, I mean, around here locally, maybe yeah. Um, Georgia beat the brakes off of Vandy. That was kind of expected. Fifty-five nothing. I don't know about fifty-five nothing though. I expected them to win, but fifty-five nothing's a little. I mean, Vandy's one of the bottom feeders of the SEC. I mean, yeah, they're not very good. No. Um, Clemson pulled out a little squeaker against Florida State. Honestly, um, they won thirty-four to twenty-eight, but Clemson got blanked in the fourth quarter. Florida State put up fourteen. I mean, they were storming back. So Florida State had had a chance to win that. Um, and then there was uh, there was the, probably the two biggest games. I would say I, I would say USC versus Utah was bigger than Penn State versus Michigan. I don't know about you, but I think so. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think the gap between USC and Utah is closer than the gap between Michigan and Penn State, and it showed because Utah actually upset USC, twenty beat number seven, forty three to forty two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's at at some point all a team had to do was outscore USC because USC's defense is not very good. No, well, and I know from experience being a Sooners fan. Lincoln Riley um, does not put together a very good defense. Uh, but to be fair, USC, he has turned this USC team around into a competitive team. They were, I think they were like 4-8 and eight last season. Yeah. They were not very good. It did, it They're 6-1 and one right it now. It did not take him long to do it. No, he flipped that offense around. I mean, granted, having the likes of Caleb Williams, who's going to be a top five pick next year in next year's draft, really helps the cause. Not, not this coming, but the following. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The following draft. You have Jordan Addison, who's going to be a first-round wide receiver. This year, yeah. This year. That helps the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they have at least one offensive lineman that's going to be a first-rounder. Um, his first name's escaping me. Last name's Voorhees. Yeah, he's a yeah, 60-year guy. He'll be, he'll be, he'll be a uh, first-two-round First two round guy. I don't know about. I don't know about a first round first round pick, but yeah, I mean, it, I, just, I think it just depends on how how everything falls. I think it's Jason's second cousin. Stop it, dude! Come, on, we're coming up on Halloween. Come on, what do you want me to do? Andrew Voorhees, that's his name. Yeah, it's Jason Voorhees' second cousin. Can I tell you something? This what? is this. Have you have you heard anything about the new uh, Halloween movie? <sighs> I know a lot of people are going to see it. I've I've been told by multiple reputable sources that it sucks. How reputable? Um, well, my girlfriend saw it the first night, and her brother has seen it twice now. Okay. They both say it sucks. I am questioning why he's seen it twice. He went one time with Steph. Okay. And then he went with his friends. He's a, he's a real big movie guy. Okay. I was, I'm, not, I'm not judging. I'm just curious if, yeah. it, if, it's, if it's that bad of a movie. <laughs> yeah. It's all I'm asking. Yeah. Um, apparently, if you're if you're if you're a horror movie fan and you plan on seeing Halloween, uh, just skip right past this part. Replan <laughs> on seeing it? N- no. Okay. Good. At least not in theaters. Not paying to watch it. Yeah. Well, it's on Peacock. It's free. Yeah. Maybe. I don't <laughs> know. We should we should re-download Friday the Thirteenth. Plan on PS Five. Yeah. Didn't they stop updating that game though? Probably. Let's look into it because I mean it's so popular. We got very good at that game. We got stupid good to the point that we would trick Jason into teleporting back to his cabin and trapping him in there with the car. 
<laughs> oh my god i remember that <laughs> do you remember I, the sheldon shuffle <laughs> i do yeah that was hysterical dude um but anyway so so with this movie so apparently like first scene in the movie like some kid dies but Sick. not not because of michael myers like he gets like accidentally knocked off some stairs and his head like pops like a grapefruit um okay it's nuts yeah does it does it correlate to the movie at all does it like does it affect anything? Or yeah. is it just cause? Yeah, so now follow so follow me with this one. Okay. So the dude who accidentally pushes the kid off the stairs was like babysitting him. And he did it it was like a pure accident. Okay. Um but everybody's like ostracizing this guy, thinking that he like actually did it maliciously. Interesting. So this guy's like a villain of the town. He ends up hooking up with Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter. Sick. Um, and of course she doesn't like the guy, Jamie Lee Curtis that is, but she's a paranoid bitch in the movie anyway. Well, um, her son is a murderer. Well, anyway, regardless. Um, but this guy ends up teaming up with Michael Myers. That's rad. But like, like, like apparently he like tries to like take over for Michael Myers. So like apparently he like steals his mask and pushes him to the ground. But like Michael Myers set a house fire and killed a bunch of firefighters in the movie before. Oh wow! Okay. In the house fire. Yeah. But yet he let some dude just push him over and take his mask. It just doesn't add up. That was the whole point of Friday the Thirteenth is you were supposed to beat him until his mask fell off. Right, and then he killed him, and then you could kill him. Right. Um. But uh, he, yeah, he had an opportunity. He could he could have ended this whole thing. He decided to decided to be a real douche. He could have. So Jamie Lee Curtis kills that guy. And then, of course, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers, they get into it, too. That's expected. Like, only two people die in the whole movie, apparently. The kid and the dude that killed the kid. Well, besides that. Oh, okay. Bes- like, besides those two. Uh, okay, so, so Michael Myers only killed two people? Apparently. Like, he was only in the movie for, like, 20 minutes. Apparently, he was, like, living in the sewers. And nobody, nobody could find him, like, Pennywise. Dude. What if he is Master Splinter? <laughs> What if, what if he's got like four pet turtles down there? That'd be sick. Could you imagine? <laughs> but of course, the movie's called Halloween Ends, so everybody, so you kind of know what happens. Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis kills Michael Myers, but then apparently they like strap his whole ass body to the roof of a car, parade him through the town. That's and then, wild. And then throw him into a, a car compactor. What the whole town watches. That's wild. Right. Interesting. What's, right. wor- what's worse? Michael Myers killing all those people or everyone being so excited to watch him get crushed by a car compactor? I don't know. I don't know what's worse. But see, I'm telling... But, but like... Morally, I'm, I'm tied here. I don't know. But, like, th- this, is, this is, like... This is what me and Steph's dad came up with. Okay. This is what we came up with privately. I can't wait to hear this. Him and I were, like, bullshit and having a conversation well, about this. it's not so private anymore. Well, I mean, like, it wasn't anything crazy, but, like, Steph was not in the room when we, when we were, like, bullshit about this. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to hear this. If anybody's surviving a car compactor, it's Michael Myers. <laughs> 110%. Apparently, it was pretty graphic. Interesting. Apparently, he did die. <laughs> but if anybody's coming back from that shit, it's Michael Myers. So do you see the other dude that killed the kid die? Like, yes. Can you, okay. Apparently, yes. Okay. Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis like shoots him, I think. He ripped his nipples off. That'd be cool. That'd be a hell of a way to die. That would be a hell of a way to die. 
Uh, but yeah, so apparently the new Halloween movie sucks. Okay. Well, I probably wasn't going to watch it. Yeah. If anything, you'll catch me playing Friday the 13th on PlayStation. Well, two different movies, but... What? Two different movies. Yeah. Just because one's a murder and one's not. <laughs> Bitch. Um, and then to finish out uh, college football, kind of just kind of just reel it all back to in. Wrap it all back in. One thing that did not suck: Alabama Tennessee. No, that was a great football. game. That was game. a hell of a fucking game, man. Tennessee came out freaking rolling, dude. I mean, they were up. Uh, they were beating the brakes off of Alabama early on in the game. Jumped on them twenty-eight to seven. Yeah, jumped on jumped on their shit twenty-eight to seven. Yeah. Um, it was uh, it was it was just a really 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 good game. I'm sorry, twenty eight to ten, they jumped on him. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter either way. Um, Hendon Hooker had himself one hell of a game. Twenty one completions on thirty attempts. Uh, for three. no, Jalen Hyatt had himself a hell of a game. God damn it! Will you just let me? We were getting there. You, <sighs> I'm gonna cut your toenails. I swear. Whatever. <laughs> Hendon Hooker had himself a game at uh, 21 completions on 30 attempts for 385 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. That's a great game. Yeah, absolutely. And the next person that I was going to mention was Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. But Turkey Knees over there beat me to it. Jalen Hyatt, who caught all five touchdown passes, which was a, which was a Tennessee record. Uh, for 207 yards on only six catches. He caught one ball that was not a touchdown. Which is crazy. Insane. Then on the flip side of that, Bryce Young uh, went 35 of 52 for 455 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Jahir Gibbs, I think his first name is Jahir. Uh, Jameer. I, I, uh, Jameer. Jameer yeah. Gibbs had himself a, a, a very, very good game. 24 carries, 103 yards, and three touchdowns. I, I don't know if you've watched too much of Alabama, and this is the first game I've watched of Alabama. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. That kid, Jameer Gibbs... He's he's a damn good running back. Yeah, I mean, of course it's Alabama. Of course he's a good running back. That kid. But lately, you know, if you, if you really think about it, they really haven't had that really good bell cow back. Like, Not like they, they used to. Like exactly. Like now, now it's one of those. Th- they're more so of a team where they have they can rely on the quarterback play. Yeah. When Mac with Tua J- Jalen Hurts Tua of, yeah. Mac Jones. Now Bryce Young, they can rely on all of those guys as opposed to leaning on the running game more so. But Jameer Gibbs, he's he is he is he's that guy. If he found his way onto the Ravens in like the second or third round, late late second round, third round, I'm not mad about it. You know, I mean, you and I were kind of going over mock drafts earlier today, just just for shits and giggles. But um, you know, there's there's going to be so many running back needy teams drafting toward the end of the first round. I think this year, yeah. I'd be. I think he'll end up being a first round pick. You think so? I think he'll end up being the second running back taken behind Bijan Robinson. Okay. Yeah, that that's my personal opinion. Uh, he's really playing his way because Alabama Alabama running backs they have the track record of performing really really well. Yeah. Case in point, Mark Ingram. Um, Derrick Henry, of course. Ke- Kenny Drake here and there. Can you count Alvin Kamara? I mean, Alvin Kamara. Play, Alvin Kamara was there for a season before he transferred to Tennessee. That had to have been a, just a very confusing game for him. I mean, probably not. He probably got, no, he was definitely cheering gra- for, gra- for the Bulls. Graduated from Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was about to bring up. I was about to say another point, but I forget what it was. Even 
you want you want to talk about well, I mean, we'll get around to it in a minute or later on. But you want to talk about a stud, Brian Robinson. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Brian Robinson recovered from two gunshot wounds quicker than Michael Thomas's toe. I knew I knew exactly as soon as you said you want to hear something. I knew exactly after you mentioned Brian Robinson, I knew you were going to bring cuz I saw this as well. I saw this as well. Them talking Same thing about with Keenan Allen. Yeah. Well, uh, so what was is is it turf toe for Michael Thomas? Is that what it is? I don't know. That's a good question. Because if we're being honest, turf toe, turf toe doesn't sound bad, right? You're like, ah, oh, dude, it's the toe, whatever. It's literally torn ligaments in your toe. I understand that. I do. That shit hurts. I understand. I've broken a toe before, and that was not great. Yeah, I, I, I understand. But Brian Robinson got shot. <laughs> I, I, I'm well aware of that. I'm, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. I saw the reports twice, <laughs> twice. I, I'm once again, I'm with you. I like I'm 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 one hundred percent with it says you. Says foot. Says a foot injury. Okay. So your toes are on your feet, so it could it it they, it could it could be turf toe, but that it, but, they are. But what it's listed through ESPN is foot is a foot injury. Dude, you know Blake Corm has rushed for thirteen touchdowns this year. Yes. God bless. And he's not even the leading rusher in college football. No, he's not. He's second. Yeah. Chase Brown from Illinois is leading the leading the league. That kid's a dog. 192 carries for 1,059 yards and four touchdowns. He's averaging five and a half yards a carry. Yeah, that guy's a dog. That dude's balling. God bless. <laughs> you said leading the league. It technically is a league. Leading the country. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, technically we say leading the league for the NFL, but it's technically leading the country. Well, it's the National Football League, so that's why. Yeah. And you know, kind of, kind of go back around to the Tennessee game. So, of course, if you watched the ten, if you watched, if you actually watched the game and you saw how everything played out, I don't know if the game was more entertaining or the fans of Knoxville storming the field was more entertaining. So, so for for those of you that missed the game or didn't get a chance to watch it, or if college football really isn't that much of an interest to you, um. If you're a sports fan, I'm sure you, I'm sure you saw what happened. But the fans of Tennessee stormed the field, and they tore down the goalpost. Both of them. Both of them. Then they proceeded to carry them out of the Inland Stadium, and throw them into the Tennessee River. So uh, I also want to point out the fact that it wasn't just carry them out of the stadium, carry them up the stadium. Yes, and car- out. Carry them off the field, through the stands, onto the concourse. Yep. Out of the out of Neyland Stadium. Yes. Three blocks down the road, through traffic, through traffic, and then into the river. <laughs> Did you see uh, um, Pat McAfee throw himself into the Tennessee River first? That was hysterical. Pat McAfee is a fucking legend, dude. The college game maker has to hate him. Oh, I put that in the chat. I was like, I they, li- they literally hate him. They have to hate him. They literally hate him because he like defies everything that they stand for. They're like real professional, suit and tie, like keep it real classy, real professional, like blah, 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 whatever. And here comes Pat McAfee in an orange and white checkered overalls, <laughs> nip hanging out, <laughs> hands everybody his microphone and everything like that. And the lady that's standing <laughs> next to him is like, Pat, no. Pat, don't do it. I know. Pat, no. And then he just backflips into the Tennessee River. But see, the crazy thing is, like, I like, like maybe they don't hate him as much because they let old ass Lee Corso put on a mascot head every week, every week for like the past ten years. He calls people midget and shit. You, you ever hear that? I've not heard that. He was there was there was like some 
like a like a kid up there that was like making game picks. Yeah. And uh he like disagreed with the game pick of where they were doing college like um college game day at. And he said he said, Not so fast, midget. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I ca- um, I kinda hope that they're in Morgantown. That'd be so cool. I doubt they will be. I don't think they will be. I, I'm I'm just preying on the fact that Pat McAfee's on there now. His alma mater is West Virginia. Right. They're playing Oklahoma. Like it would be it would it would be really, really cool. Um like against a ranked I, I imagine Oklahoma's gonna move their way into a ranked team at some point. But you know you know, so it's funny, so so I was at I was at Steph's house watching this game. Yeah. And like she was watching the game with me and asked me who I was rooting for, and I told her I was rooting for Tennessee. Yeah. Um I mean you and you and I talked about this last week. That wasn't that wasn't a stranger as far as who I was rooting for. Um but I took like two things that I saw. Number one, I told her half jokingly, but but go figure it actually worked out. Um I told her somewhere under God's blue sky, Morgan Wallen is smiling right now. Yeah. Go figure he was at the game. I would expect nothing less. Exactly. Exactly. But the but funny thing was, so so there was there were fan videos that ended up coming out of of, of them tearing down the goalpost. One of them was somebody sitting all the way up in the bleeds, mm-hmm. recording the whole field. Yeah. As they're tearing them down. And then another one was a video of them in of people in I guess like a press box. Did you see this? No, haven't seen it. This is hysterical. Pan over to a guy in jeans and a button-down shirt, smoking a cigar. Sick. Who happens to be the president? The president of Tennessee. Really? President of the university. The dean of the university. No, the president of the university, not the dean. Okay. Or like, or like head of, or like the um, ad. Okay, the athletic director. But but somebody very very high up. Okay, somebody that has some authority. A lot of authority. And pans over to the guy and says, "Hey, how much is this going to cost you?" And he said. I could care less because we're going to do it next fucking year, too. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Holy hell. So if, so if this is the expected result at the end of every single, at the end of every Tennessee and Alabama game, I'm all for it. Because if <laughs> Alabama fans storm the field and tear down the goalpost at Bryant Denny Stadium, dude, hammer down. Do you know how pissed Nick Saban would be? Oh, he'd be so. You know, bad. kind of to keep talking about the game. Also, not not the, not that this is the only thing that we're talking about today, but you know, Tennessee or Alabama did commit seventeen penalties. Yeah, I mean, they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, they really did, and I mean, they, they had a, they had a really really good chance to win the game, but kicker missed the field goal. Kick, kicker missed the field goal. Yeah, they they committed seventeen penalties for a hundred and thirty yards. Yeah, that's that's rough sledding. That's that's really really bad. That's rough sledding. I know we were talking about it. We were like, "Well, Bryce Young's done in Heisman contention." I'm like, "Well, Bryce Young wasn't the reason they lost." I, I know the touchdowns weren't there, but the yards were there. He got him down the field, and then Gibbs put him in the end zone. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I th- I think I think Bryce Young would still re- still would have remained in the in the Heisman contention if it wasn't for Blake Corum and it wasn't for that uh quarterback from UCLA. I'm drawing a blank on his name as well. Uh, Dorian Thompson something or another. Oh uh, yeah, that was the name that we we were like, who in the world is that? Yeah. Um, 
who's there now, right? Too. They have a, UCLA has a pretty pretty big game coming up this weekend. They play number ten Oregon. Well, good thing for the University of Tennessee is they don't play number one ranked Georgia until uh, <laughs> until eleven five. But I do and hope, they're in Georgia. I do hope they have the uh, the goalpost back up now because they have they're hosting UT Martin tomorrow at twelve o'clock at Neyland. I I don't think they're gonna tear down the goalposts for beating them. Well, very true, but I just at least hope they're back up. <laughs> they are. They are back up. Uh, I mean, more importantly, in two weeks they play Kentucky at home. Yeah, so I mean, you know, te- that's te- a bigger game. Tennessee was Tennessee was is, is a team that we've been talking about for this is now week two. We've been talking about them big time. I mean, I kind of I kind of talked about them a good bit before the season started. Yeah. Um. But you know they have they have a lot of big tests here coming up. Of course, number one Georgia in two weeks. Number about, nineteen Kentucky, and then number nineteen Kentucky. I mean, I mean Georgia's going to have a lot of guys that were going in the first round on the defensive side of the ball this year. And then, of course, the next week, if, if they do happen to squeak that one out, they're playing Kentucky with a guy who conceivably, who you could make, not a very strong one, but you could make an argument that Will Levis could be the number one player taken off the board this coming, this coming draft. Will Levis and Hendon Hooker are going to be playing for the third quarterback taken in this draft. <clears throat> I think Hendon Hooker is playing his way into being, he's absolutely a top five quarterback taken. I, I, I one of the first five quarterbacks taken? I think Hendon Hooker's lock and key, one of the first five. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, but I think if I think him and him and Will Levis here going to battle, whatever, I think he's gonna play himself into um into the third quarterback taken. So here's the thing. So so Will Levis is a little bit more of a polished polished product. I mean, before the, before this year, Hendon Hooker was really regarded as just like a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a whole lot of throwing when he was at VT and you know, Josh Huppel has really helped his progression along as far as throwing the ball goes. So because of that, I, I I think Will Levis is still going to remain the number three pet, the number three quarterback taken. Okay. I think if anything, now it's going to become a competition of who's number four between him and Anthony Richardson. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I I mean all I mean both guys are you know they're of course one's at Heisman contention. Florida's playing pretty darn good also. Anthony Richardson is in particular, but I mean those are two guys who have really came onto the scene out of nowhere. Both both mobile quarterbacks. Um. Both have their inconsistencies with throwing the ball as well, mm-hmm. um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see who goes number four between the two of them. I think we do have the potential to see another five quarterbacks go in the first round this year. There's a chance of it. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. There are a lot of a lot of teams that do. Um, I don't think it's going to be how it was two years ago, where we see five before pick sixteen. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't. I don't think it's going to be that way. I think we'll see three in the top ten for sure. We're gonna see two in the top three, I believe. Two in, uh, I'll say top five. Top five. And the, 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 I mean, there's still a lot of time to figure out the top five of how, of how it all is gonna work. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely true. I think uh, the Texans are are for sure gonna find their way in there. They're gonna take a quarterback. Uh, I don't know, but then again, I mean, if 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 you're you know if you're Houston, you know you have Will Anderson sitting there. I mean, Will Anderson's the best player in the draft. This is almost the same thing it was with Chase Young, and uh, Joe Burrow. Of years back, like yeah, Cincinnati needed a quarterback, but Joe, but Chase Young was the consensus number one player in the draft. I think Cincinnati made the right pick. Well, yeah, hindsight's and, and, yeah. and I don't like I don't like the Bengals. Well, yeah, I, I mean, of, of course he made the, they made the right pick now, but yeah, 
I think I think they made the right decision. I mean that's that that's just me. But in in three weeks, Tennessee plays Georgia at Georgia. That's a huge game because that has implications on the SEC championship. The winner of that game is gonna play the winner of the other side of the SEC. I think it's what north and south, east and west. What uh, I forget how the SEC is broken up. Um, it's either north and south or east and west. And I, I can I can pull it up. I I can't remember which one it is, but um, I know Alabama and Georgia are separate. Um, they're on either side, and whichever side um, Georgia is on is which side Tennessee is on. It's east and west. East and west. There you go. Yeah. So the east, the e- I mean, the east is so loaded. Georgia, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Yeah. All three of those teams, maybe not Kentucky because they've lost twice in conference play now at this point, but all three of those teams can conceivably represent the east here for the for the SEC title. And then on the flip side, on the wet on for the west, it's really a two team race now at this point. Yeah, absolutely. It's Alabama and Ole Miss. Yeah, so I mean, it's it, I it's realistically going to be Georgia or Tennessee versus Ole Miss or Alabama for that SEC championship, yep. and that has playoff implications. Yeah, it de- that has a lot of playoff implications. It, de- it it definitely does. And in all honesty, with with the strength of how of how good the damn SEC is this year, um, I don't think it will happen. But there is a conceivable reality where all four teams are represented by the SEC. I mean, of course, there's always an opportunity. There's a, there's always a chance. But I think I do genuinely. I think there's a there's a real shot that uh, the SEC only puts one team in the playoffs this year. I think they could. I think they'll put in two. Personally, I could see I could see one. Honestly, because right now, if you think about it, they have so they have four teams in the top seven in the SEC: Georgia, Tennessee. One and three, Alabama six, Ole Miss is seven. All of those teams are, you know, they're they're within striking distance of getting of getting into that, into that play-in. Yeah, but they only going to play each other. Very true, and that and that's where the problem um lies, because I think they're going to put they're going to put one team in, maybe two. Um, I think Ohio State goes in. Um, so that I mean, there's two. I could potentially see Michigan going in as well. But then again, you know, so let's say Ole Miss loses this weekend to LSU. Okay. They lose to a very to a to a team that's up that's up like playing playing up to their opponents in LSU, so losing on the road. If they lose close, I don't think they drop too far. That's my opinion. Um it's still an unranked team though. Uh, depends who you talk to. LSU is still an unranked team. Um, I, I, I just know there's no talking the, to anybody. I mean, they're, the, they're not the, in the AP top twenty-five. For the AP and the coaches poll, yes. For other for other for other rankings, LSU is like right on the is like twenty-fourth. Yeah, but they're still. I mean, they're not they're they're not ranked, and that's what the committee looks at. According so, according to, to the AP, they're twenty-seventh in the country. Well. That's fine. That's okie dokie, Smokey. But I mean, realistically, Clemson's probably going to get in too. So there's three. So it's really just going to be that battle of the fourth spot there. Now, do you put in Tennessee? Um, do you put in Michigan? Do you put in Alabama? Do you put in Georgia? I guess it really all depends on who wins. Um, who wins the SEC? Do you put in Oregon? Do you put in USC? Do you put in the winner of the Big Twelve? You know what I mean? Like there, there's a lot of. I would pump your brakes on that Clemson team. 
I'm not high on him either, but they are number five right now, and they're undefeated. I'm not high on Clemson personally. I don't think they're that good. Yeah, they have a pretty, they have a really tough matchup this weekend against Syracuse. They do. Number, Syracuse. Yeah, number, Syracuse number fourteen in the country. This is, gonna, I mean, this is going to be a, a huge game that they have to win. And Which then is weird saying Syracuse is fourteenth in the country in football, football. Exactly. not basketball. Yeah, we said basketball. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. But Bo, has got them, the them boys playing right out there. This is football. But, you know, it, I mean, in addition to Syracuse, they're also going to have to worry about North Carolina. They're going to have to worry about Wake Forest again at some point. Yeah. They made it, they made it in the ACC. So, I wouldn't... Um, I agree. I'm not high on Clemson either. Yeah. I'm just saying, right now, sitting how as it is now, they're, they are fifth. They are undefeated. Right now, in my eyes, they probably do make a playoff spot. But re- really, all, all, like, all I'm saying is, if Georgia... Let's say... Let's say um, between Ole Miss, Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia, those four teams, their only losses, if they all head into if they all go in at eleven and one or twelve or twelve and one, depending. Um, because at least two of those teams are gonna be playing for the SEC title. Yeah. Um if they if all of their losses are to each other, and let's say Michigan gets knocked off at some point, Ohio State gets knocked off at some point. And Clemson will get knocked off at some point. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm like I'm not trying to advocate for an all SEC playoff. You just want the four of them to go beat the hell out of each other in the playoffs. That'd be kind of cool, though. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna lie. Winner of the winner of the West, winner of the East are one and two. <laughs> then three and four. Just flip it. I will say that if that if this if this was the year that they went to the twelve team playoff. This would be a lot of fun. This would be a lot of fun. This would be a great year to do it. It really would because, you know, between Ohio State and Michigan, one of those two teams are representing their their side of the Big Ten. Yes. Penn State will more than likely represent their side of the Big Ten. They don't really have anybody else to compete with at that point. But the ACC, you have Syracuse, Wake Forest, and Clemson. We already talked about the SEC. Wake Forest is 13th right now. Oh, they're right there. Yeah. <clears throat> the Pac-12, you still have SEC. SEC. UCL- like, Wait, what? <laughs> UCLA, USC, Utah. So all, all those teams are still are all right there. Oregon? I looked over there. Oregon as well. I yeah. was like, did okay. I was like, you didn't want to throw it in Oregon? I mean, even the, even the Big 12, fucking Texas. Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and TCU. Yeah. All like all of the major college conferences all have four teams involved here in the playoff. Yeah, it's a wild time to be alive. This is a really good year for college football. It is a really good really year good for college year. football. Yeah. Really good year. All right. We just spent a shit ton of time talking about Jason Voorhees in college football. <laughs> it was Michael Myers. You nimrod. Well, we start. It started with the whole Voorhees, oh, good point. from USC talk. That's how it all started. So let's hop over to the NFL because that's where the moneymaker is. Yeah, that's where a lot of fun is. So in big news, uh, I'm sure everybody saw it yesterday, late, uh, late in the evening. Um, the Carolina Panthers came to terms with the San Francisco 49ers to trade Christian McCaffrey for a lot of draft capital. Yeah, so. 
so that that trade included a second, a third, and a fourth in this year's draft, going from San Francisco to Carolina, and then a fifth in next year's draft, also going from San Francisco to Carolina, in exchange for Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey alone. Do you think that? Do you think they overpaid? You know, it's tough. So, so a second, third, and a fourth. Also, good on the good on the Panthers for getting that much return. Yeah. For a dude that's had a lot of injury uh, questions lately. Yeah, so so big thing is, is Carolina worked that contract off the books. Yeah, they got that off the books. It was they got a it, ton of draft capital. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they now have three additional picks, two of which are premium picks in day two. Yeah. And depending depending on what else they have, they could even spin that fourth of one of their own forts into another day th- into another uh, round three pick, in my opinion. Um, but you know, with as deep as this draft is going to end up being, you know, they got a, they got a lot of draft capital for a player who holds a lot of value when he's healthy. And with Christian McCaffrey, that's always been the biggest question mark on him. Is Absolutely, his, is his health. Yeah, when when he's on the field, he is one of the most effective players, regardless of position in the NFL. He's not running the ball so much this year as as effectively as he has been in the past, but the passing game, he is very very effective. I mean, three years ago, he had a thousand yards rushing, a thousand yards receiving. He was one of three players in NFL history to ever do that. Yeah, that's just an insane statistic, by the way. Right, right. Um. So now he's being dealt to San Francisco, who, you know, that's a team that lives and ru- lives and dies by the running game. Yeah, I drafted Christian McCaffrey number one overall in two leagues. I got a lot of flack for it. They're like, why didn't you take JT? Like, I don't know, something about Christian McCaffrey just entices me. I think he's going to stay healthy, stay on the field this year. I think he's going to produce for me. Now his production only goes up and does better. Yeah, so 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 that of course that's what that's what you would think. Of course, of course, this week he's gonna have a very very limited. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very limited role. He'll probably he'll probably come in during goal line set and red zone sets and shit like that. Yeah, just short yarded situation. Yeah, like uh, give him just cupcake plays. And, and he'll probably have a few uh, a few here and there throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect a whole lot out of him this weekend because you know when he is on the field, he is going to be targeted. Yeah, I wouldn't expect more to more than ten or fifteen touches total, like throughout the whole game. Like, yeah, and that's catching and rushing. Yeah, and even even with those touches, I wouldn't expect a whole lot of production, except for like a broken play. Yeah, he he may have he may have like fifty or sixty yards of production this week. Total, total between yeah. between rushing and receiving. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm with you. Um, so yeah, don't don't really expect a whole lot there. Um, then again, this this kid, he's also like our he's like our age. This this dude could like pop off and and literally like just be like, wow, he he, he, re- didn't he really skip could freaking beat. He really he and yeah he he really could. If there's a head coach that's gonna get it out of him, it's gonna be Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Um. So at first, I was thinking to myself, okay, this is a real big win for San Francisco. You know, they're they're right on the cusp of really being one of the elite teams in the NFL. Their defense already is. The offense is kind of lagging behind. Um, you know, I, I think the offense would be in a little bit different light if Trey Lance didn't get hurt. I think it would be a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. Of, co- of course, you and I have differing opinions as far as Trey Lance goes. And that's, that's, not, that's not something we have to bring back up. We, you, you and I have already discussed that. Um, but, you know, the more that I think about it, I think this is going to be a trade that San Francisco regrets. You think so? I do. Yeah, because three, three picks in one draft for a player. Who? I'll be honest. He probably won't have as big of an impact on that team as what people think. 
like I said, if there's a coach that's going to get it out of him, it's going to be Kyle Shanahan. Now, now, since we're talking about like Trey Lance and the, and the likes of the team, what do you think is going to be the, the is going to turn out to be the worst trade? Giving up three first round draft picks for Trey Lance, or giving up a second, third, fourth in an upcoming draft, and then a fifth the following year for Christian McCaffrey? So, in all honesty, I really think it's going to be the Christian McCaffrey deal. You think so? Because at this point, now you give up three first round picks. Okay, that's not really a big deal. But now in this year's draft, correct me if I'm wrong, they're not picking until the fifth round. Um, I don't, I don't believe so. Yeah, I think that, I think, uh, hmm. Their second, third, and fourth are with the Panthers, obviously. Their first is with the Dolphins, and their sixth is with the Texans. So what, they have two picks? Five and a seven. Yeah. Right. They have, they have two thirds, uh, compensatory picks, a fifth, and two sevens. Okay. Okay. So they have a little bit more. They have a little bit more draft capital than I thought. Um, but still, five picks, a f- two threes, a five, and two sevens. Right. So I mean, this is the thing. You can trade away three first round picks and be fine. You can be fine. That's it's, it's it's really not a big deal. You can trade away three picks in one draft and be fine. But you can't throw them on top of each other now at this point. Now you're shooting yourself in the foot. They're going with the Rams technique, and they're going, win now, let's sell the farm, we're going to win now. And that's great, but yeah. n- now look at the Rams. Yeah, I mean... Where, I, where are the 49ers going to be in three years? Exactly. That, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a real big thing to think about. You know, I, ultimately, I think Trey Lance is a franchise quarterback in the NFL, and, like, especially coming back after this injury that he has now. Another year in the system, another year to sit and learn, another another year to fully comprehend what it's like to be an NFL quarterback as opposed to playing at North Dakota State. I'm just not ready to put that label on him yet. I th- I, I th- I'd put the label of potential. I think I think next year he'll come in and he'll and he'll show a lot of a lot of really really good improvement and he'll and he'll and he'll look like a solid franchise quarterback next year. I'd I'd put the label of potential franchise quarterback on him. But not franchise quarterback on him. I think I'd, I'd say potential. I think next year will be the year where, you, where, where when he plays, you'll think to yourself, "Okay, I hope he does." The trade is justified now at this point. I I hope he does because yeah. it's good for football. It's good for football when you have a lot of a lot of young talented quarterbacks. I mean, we already have the likes of, you know, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Like Jalen Hurts, we have we have the likes of the very talented quarterbacks, Kyler Murray when he actually has an offensive line that can halfway decently block for him. Yeah, did you see him yelling at Cliff Kingsbury last night? I did. Yeah, yeah. I I really wouldn't um read too much into that. I mean, that happens, that happens in every fucking game. It does. It was kind of nice to see a little bit of fire out of that team, though. Uh, Kyler Murray says he was just trying to get his coach to chill out. That's according to CBS Sports. That's what that's what they. If were you read about. his lips, you can tell he says, "Calm the fuck down." Yeah. And then he comes over and he he says a bunch of other stuff, but the, that when he's walking over, that's what he yells. He yells, yeah. "Calm the fuck down!" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I can read those lips." Um, but you know, to to, to go back about the whole um San Francisco thing, you know, it's and see and see, this is the thing: if they did the Chris McCaffrey trade first, if they dealt that package of picks for a player and then traded three first round picks in order to get a rookie quarterback, I I would I would say that the rookie quarterback trade was worse because again, you can't compound those two trades. 
and expect it to work out long term for your team. You think it's just the timetable of how this all happened no, that, that that dictates that, how you feel about them? Strictly, that's all it is. Okay, because because again, you can survive with trading away a second, a third, and a fourth round pick in this year's draft. That's fine. They have five. They still have five picks. Especially because they can't seem to stay healthy at running back over there. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that team, but they they just have a lot of health issues at the position. Grabbing a grabbing a running back that has health issues maybe isn't the best idea. That's neither. <laughs> right. That's not. I don't get paid to do that. I don't get paid to make those decisions. Right. So I mean, just just the timing of the trade alone makes it worse. Okay. So so you're just you're you're kind of I don't want to say basing it solely off of the the timetable of uh of the uh transactions but it's it's heavily weighing and it's it's persuading your decision yeah and and you know an, another reason behind it is you know they owe christian mccaffrey 12 million dollars a year every year for the next four years yeah good good on the uh the panthers to get rid of that contract yeah i mean because they're gonna have to pay a lot of these young talents here soon everybody saw what happened when todd Gurley got his big deal yeah todd Gurley had Ter- terrible knee issues. He announced his retirement today. Yes, he did. So, three years ago, dude signed a $60 million deal. I think I think Christian McCaffrey's the biggest running back contract since that Todd Gurley incident. I think you're right. I think. So, I mean, two injury-prone guys at a, at a, at a position where the lifespan is very short in the NFL. Maybe Derrick Henry. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just over here. Th- like I'm listening, but I'm just kind of yeah, like yeah, throwing it out. Yeah, yeah. in my own no, brain. I, um, I think ultimately San Francisco, San Francisco is really going to regret making this deal. I agree. I think you. I think you're giving up way too much draft capital, um, for one player who may or may not play a healthy role in your offense yeah. for the rest of the season. Um, he's already been banged up a little bit this year. He's still been on the field. I mean, he's still he's still produced. I think he's top ten in fantasy running backs this year. Um, I could very well be wrong. It also depends on the league that you're in, true, and the, and the scoring that your league um, has. But Christian McCaffrey has looked like a pretty decent running back. He's very he's been productive. Let me mm-hmm. let me just say that not to the not to the level of production that we're used to seeing out of him, but he's been productive. Right. Um. So yeah, I agree with you. I think the Forty ers have just gave up way too much for Christian McCaffrey. Considering they they're already still paying the price or paying the debt of um of the Trey Lance trade, so um I don't know, that that's just me. And like I said, I'm just not ready to put uh I'm not ready to put that label on Trey Lance yet, just because we haven't seen enough. I mean, the his what was his it was his first start, second second start of the season. Well, I was going to say first start of the season was in a monsoon, and that was the second start. He played like four plays. Yeah. I mean, his, his, his one and only start in the NFL, I believe. Maybe it was two. No, he started two games last year. <sighs> okay. So he's, he's really only started four games this season. Yeah. I haven't seen enough to put franchise quarterback on him. You know what I mean? And, and you know, this is, this is also a thing, you know, with, Christian, with, um, with, the whole, with the whole trade as well. You know, Carolina is clearly entering into a full-on rebuild now at this point. Yes, there also is talks that they are not open to trading Brian Burns, uh, J.C. Horn, D.J. Moore, and the defensive lineman. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Derek Brown. Derek Brown. They're like, those are our four young key guys, our core guys. We will not trade them. Um, I think Brian Burns is going to be expendable for them. 
um, simply because of the fact that um, all the draft capital that, that they are acquiring, I think Brian Burns is probably worth a first-round pick in this year's draft just because of the, at, the, at the premium that... You could get the same for DJ Moore. Also, let's uh, talk about Robbie Anderson gone out of there, too. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he definitely fell out of favor with Steve Wilkes, who's now yeah, who's now the coach arguing on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he told Robbie Anderson just get get the hell off the field. Yeah, he sent him to the locker room. Literally two days later, he was traded. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, to the Arizona Cardinals for I think like literally only like a fifth pennies. or sixth. Yeah, fifth or sixth round pick. Yeah, pennies. Um, they were like, whatever, we don't care. Just get in the hell out of here. But you know, with 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 adding on that second second round pick, you know, even even if even if San Francisco wins the fucking Super Bowl this year, you're still you're still picking sixty fourth. Mm-hmm. So now you have a first round pick, your se- your second round pick, which is going to be a high second. Yes. Then you have the rest. Then you have three additional picks that you could package all those together, and you can move up. You can move like you can you can do a hell of a lot with three picks in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carolina definitely won this trade. Um, with a very very deep draft class that this is, yeah, you're you're gonna you're whoever they end up bringing on as the head coach, which will remain to be seen. Um, yeah, I genuinely don't know who it's gonna be. Yeah, I th- I think it's way too early to start making assumptions on it. Yeah, I don't I don't have an inkling. I, you know what? I, I could see it being someone like uh, Brian Flores. Wow. That defense that they got, they got a decent defense over there, right? They mm-hmm. got a lot of young talent on defense. Brian Flores is a really good coach, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, he had those Dolphins, that Dolphins defense playing like fucking dogs over there. I I don't know if that would be a terrible pick. They'd have to find somebody that's like an offensive genius to get that side of the ball right because he was. I mean that that Dolphins offense was abysmal while he was yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But the defense lights out. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it really depends on what they end up doing in the draft. So, I mean, with their with their current state at the quarterback position, they're going to go with a quarterback in the first round. They have to. They have to. They have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, odds are they're going to get a top. They're going to get a top five pick for sure. Um, and so within the top five, you know, you're really going to have your pick as far as who you want to take. At the at, I mean, like at the season end of the day, you know, you'd have to compete with the likes of. Vegas, they're not moving off their car. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna move off uh, McDaniel's before they move off Derek Carr. Exactly, and then um, and I don't think they move off McDaniel's. You know, Houston, Detroit. Who I mean, Detroit. I mean, Detroit has two first round picks. They might they may not even use their own first round pick on like their first first round pick on a quarterback. They may wait. As of right now, Carolina has a number one overall pick. Yeah, yeah, they're the worst team in the league, especially with point differential. So they, so they really do have their pick as far as whoever they want to take. Um, right now, sitting, it'd be Carolina, Vegas, Detroit, New Orleans, Houston, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, but Chicago, that New, that New Orleans, Washington. That New Orleans pick is to Philly. Yeah. So Philly would be picking fourth. <sighs> Howie Roseman. Is out here committing robbery. Yeah, he's picking good on him. Yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles are picking picking fourth this year. We also have to wait and see because technically the Saints have played an extra game because they played this week. They played yesterday. Right, right. But I mean, this like I don't think the Saints are gonna, are anywhere close to being a playoff team. I thought they so, were going to be better than they are. So that that pick for sure is at least going to result in the top top fifteen pick. Also, shout out to the Cardinals last night. Why? Uh, the Saints no longer um 
well, they kept the streak alive, and the Saints no longer have an opportunity to win the bird gauntlet. Oh, well, that's that's irrelevant. Now it's kind of a cool stat. No team's ever done it. Who's that? Who's next for him? What do you mean? Who's next for the Saints on the bird gauntlet? I think the Ravens. Are they? Yeah. But they already lost to the Cardinals, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah they, can't, they can't complete it. Can't complete it. Um, I, at least I think that's who it is. It, could, it very well could be the Eagles. I, I, I genuinely couldn't tell you. But I can tell you here momentarily. The Ravens will complete the Berg Gauntlet because they find a way to fuck themselves every week. They fucked themselves three weeks now. Yeah. Uh, but it is the Ravens next, yes. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So we're talking about Christian McCaffrey being traded. We're talking about Robbie Anderson being traded. Um, the... <sighs> There are some other, like we said, the the Panthers are potentially looking at a fire sale of just selling selling what they got, getting as much value as possible, just build a very young, um, talented team. This draft class coming out is very is very deep on both sides of the ball. Honestly, um, a couple other trade targets that have been mentioned is uh, Chase Claypool being traded from the Steelers. Um, there's been talks about him being traded. Um. Elijah Moore has requested a trade from the New York Jets. Yep. Um, there's been talks about Isaiah Wynn not being happy in New England. Um, so he could potentially um, be traded. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. could potentially be traded um, because they... It, he is just so difficult to work with. Yeah. The Ravens couldn't get a deal with him done, done with him because he wanted to play left tackle. They had him at right tackle. They had him as an all-pro right tackle as well. I mean, my man was making uh, Pro Bowls and, like, all-pro rosters as a right tackle. He's like, no, I want to play left tackle. So they trade him to the Chiefs. He plays left tackle. He's playing okay for him. I mean, he wasn't, like, a, he wasn't like a top-tier left tackle for him. But then they try to re-sign him, and he's being difficult for them to get a deal done, too. So I can see the Chiefs being like, dude, all right, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, so kind of just kind of just to run down a few trades that could be likely um, here coming up this um, during, before the, the trade trade deadline. Um, just a few names that, have, that are, again, thrown out there. William Jackson III, he requested a trade from the Commanders. Uh, Roquan Smith, he's still at his wit's end with... Um, with the Seahawks or with the Bears, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> what happened there? Uh, the, like the, the the Seahawks team name was off to the side. I was reading something, so that's why I got that's why I got confused. Okay. Um, I mean, you could like, <clears throat> excuse me. Depend depending on how the season goes for him, Cam Jordan could be on the move. I know the Chiefs aren't incredibly happy with Frank Clark. Yeah, that trade was kind of a bust for them. Um, I mean. Shit, the Jets have two wide receivers, Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims. Both of those guys aren't very happy with their situation. Kadarius Tony from the Giants. I don't know if he'll be traded or not. He can't stay healthy. There, well, there was talks about him being on the market. Well, yeah. Um, but I think you could see Antonio Gibson get, get dealt. Okay. Uh, Cam Akers. Yeah, the, well, yeah, he's, is, is I think one? he's a shoe-in as long as somebody takes him. Um, the Rams want to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys who who you could, I mean, like you said, Chase Claypool, that's one. Um, if progression had gone a little bit better than what the team expected, I think you could have seen um, Chuck Clark, yeah, on the move. Well, I think the injury to Marcus Williams really set that back. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, one sleeper guy, I know they just signed him to an extension, but I think it was a smart move by them. Is I think the Texans could be moving off of Brandon Cooks. Sell him while, sell him while his market's hot. Yeah. Um, that's a team that's got to rebuild. You know what I mean? Kareem Hunt, he he requested a trade. Yeah, he went out. Um, he looks like a fall guy running. The video game Fall Guys. He does, yeah. It's kind of funny. He looks like one of those little, is it a jelly bean? I don't know what, what, I don't know what the hell they are. Whatever they are. That's what Kareem Hunt looks like when he runs. Um, I mean, you have Robert Quinn, too. Robert, Robert Quinn, another, another player for the Bears. Yeah. I mean, that Bears team is not going to get any better. He's not getting any younger, and he's still performing at a very high level for you know, a pretty, a pretty, a pretty cheap deal for what he's for what he's actually doing. Um, he's under contract until 2024, according to what according to the Bleacher Report. Um, so I mean, there are there are some fits for him, but it's just a matter of can they afford him? Because his his cap hits a little his cap hits a little high, but then again, he had 19 sacks last year. Kind of burst out of kind of burst out of nowhere. Nobody really expected that out of him. Yeah. So I mean, he might be a guy who could go to a contender and just and they just say, hey, you know, just go after it. If I was Allen Robinson, I'd ask for a trade from that Rams team too. Yeah. Because he's just not getting looks. No. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there. I think this this um this trade deadline will be pretty interesting to see to see what happens. Um. As Ravens fans, I w- I wouldn't rule out the Ravens trying to trade for a um for a wide receiver. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out. I wasn't a too too big of a fan of the Deshaun Jackson signing, but that's yeah, that's I'm, just yeah. Me. I'm st- I'm still not a very big fan of it. Um, I mean, prove me wrong. Absolutely, prove me wrong. Go out there and ball out and prove me wrong. I mean, you know, the whole thing with the, with Deshaun Jackson is, you know, worst case scenario, he's a mentor to some of the younger wide receivers. Um. You know, I mean, Deshaun Jackson's always going to have the wheel, so he'll always be able to get open. I know that for a fact, but, you know, without um, without anybody else to really put fear into opponents, you know, it's really going to be for not. He's going to have one game for us where he has, like, four catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns, and then everything else is going to just be little... Dink, dung, yeah. all that shit, yeah. It's going to be a bit of a shit show. Yeah, but um, you know it'll be um it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, I think the Dolphins could possibly move off some of their their receivers. They're they're pretty they're pretty top heavy as far as that goes. So guys like Preston Williams, guys like Lynn Bowden Jr., who could provide some depth to to some other teams. They're um they're not really getting a whole lot of looks. I know Preston Williams was a starter last year for that team. Yeah, but now behind. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, you know, it's, Cedric it's, Wilson. Cedric Wilson. It's it's tough. It's tough for those guys to go ahead and get looks. Mike Gusecki's apparently been on the market. Yeah, they're not a, they're not incredibly happy with him there. Um, I think it's because of his piss poor gritty that he likes to hit. God, that's atrocious. Did you see Chuck Pagano nail that shit in the Pat McAfee show, like Kitchen? No, did he? Oh, dude, he nailed that gritty. Huh? No, I didn't. Oh see yeah, it. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Oh yeah, he put he put Mike Gusecki to shame. I'm pretty sure I can put Mike Gusecki to shame. Wow, that's bad. also fair. I think Ziggy could do better than Mike Gusecki. <laughs> he probably could, yeah. Ziggy doesn't do well on two feet either. He really doesn't. No. All right, well, how'd we do on schedule predictions last, last week? You know, we were, a little, we were a little bit on the on the struggle bus. We went we went six for eight. Oh, we stunk it up, As huh? far as our schedule predictions went. There was a lot of upsets last week. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, first and foremost, a game that a game that we did take was, um, you know, we took Baltimore over the Giants. That didn't happen. We took um, New Orleans to beat Cincinnati. They blew that one. Um, I mean, we took Tampa Bay to beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That 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 really was embarrassing. Um, you know, Indianapolis finally exercised their demons against Jacksonville, so that kind of pissed me off. Um. Which is weird because they did it without Jonathan Taylor too. I know, I know that <laughs> so weird. That is, that is crazy. I mean, we took San Francisco to be Atlanta. Did you see Tom Brady got a, a lot of shit in the uh, media for saying that an NFL season was like a military deployment? Yeah, I, I yeah, he, yeah, justifiably he got shit for that. He got a ton of shit for that one. He he came out and apologized. He's like, yeah, I realized what I said was wrong. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you should have. Yeah, that is the. That's wrong. Your job, like your job of playing a sport, does not compare to somebody going to war for their country. Right. Just because your wife is leaving you because you're playing football is not the same as them leaving their wife to go defend the country. Right. Like get off, get totally off, different. Get off your get off your high horse, Don. Fuck out of here. Punch you right in the jejunum. Right. Um. I mean, we also took we also took Miami to beat Minnesota. Well, we also didn't think that. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa was gonna have the significant brain trauma that he had. You know what we did have right though? Jets over the Packers. I told you, dude. Jets over the Packers. We had that one. That was uh, that was my spread last week. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Plus seven and a half. Also, I nailed that last week. I got both my picks right. Yeah, I got I got both mine terribly wrong. Jeez. One, well, wrong, one, one wrong, one terribly wrong. Okay. Well, what do you got this week? Let me hear it. All right. So this this week we're gonna get, try and go ahead and uh, do a little better. Okay. I like that. Um. So I'm gonna take the Jets money line. Okay. Jets play Denver. Denver is um possibly going to be without a healthy Russell Wilson. Which, they might be better. <laughs> they may be better off without him. Yeah. Um. But you- Jets are playing real good quality football right now. Um, I think they're going to. Um, I think they're going to continue their winning ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I mean Robert Sala said first week of the season, this is not your typical. This is not your same old Jets team, and I kind of laughed it off. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that's supposed to mean. Yeah, that defense is running around with like their hairs on fire. Their defense is playing really, really good. Brees Hall and Sauce Gardner, they're both on odds favorites to win their respective rookie of the years, the offensive and defensive. Sauce Gardner, he, he's backing up his words. He, yeah, he really is. There was there was a lot of you know uncertainty surrounding him with playing at Cincinnati, but people keep testing him. That dude is a freak. I had a little bit. Of, I I gained a lot of respect for him when Nick Saban openly admitted, "Yeah, we're scheming away from him on purpose." Yeah, when Nick Saban says that, you're a damn good corner. Yeah. When you have when you have players along the lights of Jameson Williams and John Mechie, yeah, who were both top three round wide receivers taken, yeah. So, with with a guy who could possibly go number one overall in this coming draft, yeah, who won the Heisman last year, who won the Heisman was it was officially the best player in college football last season, right? They intentionally chose to, Not- t- to throw at the guy who was awarded the best defensive back. In college football, as opposed to Sauce Gardner, yeah. Think about that. Yeah, it's insane. 
But then again, Kobe Bryant won best defensive back in college football because of the fact that he was targeted so much. <laughs> because nobody wanted to throw at Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but then with my spread, I'm going with the Colts plus two and a half. Okay. Over um over Tennessee. Okay. The Colts are playing with a lot more confidence now. The team looks the team looks like they finally righted the ship. Um and especially having Jonathan Taylor back. Um that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big help. Yeah, that helps the calls absolutely. Um you know, Tennessee is still in a is you know, they're they're all they're all fighting for the division. Tennessee and the Colts are. Uh right now Tennessee does lead the division at three and two. Um but you know, Tennessee's point differential is minus twenty two. They've scored under a hundred points this season so far. Um this is all gonna kinda tie back around to my preseason prediction, but um you know, this is going to be the week where I think they say, okay, fuck it. This is going to be Malik Willis time in Tennessee. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they bench Tannehill during the game, but I think for sure if they lose this game I after think, this. I think they'll bench Tannehill during the game or okay. Tannehill will go out with an injury. I'm not wishing he gets, he gets hurt. Let's, let's hope it's the first one. But I, th- this, this is just my prediction. I think um, Malik Willis is going to come in, and he's just going to unleash hell. Genu- genuinely, I do. I do think that. I mean, I mean, overall, I mean, I mean, their offense is thirty first, and their defense is twenty eighth. Okay. So, so do you think what happens is maybe, uh, maybe the Colts jump their shit kind of early, right? They go into half down. I think they will jump their shit early. And uh, the fans start cheering for Malik Willis. And uh, Rabel's like, you know what? They might be right. They put in Malik Willis. Malik Willis rallies them back, wins in front of that home crowd. So, and then they're sold. That's it. So, so no, Tennessee does not win this game regardless. Okay. You don't think so? No. I, I, th- I, think, the, I think the Colts are going to win. Okay. Um, at least cover two and a half. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I think uh, this is going to be the game where we finally see Malik Willis and uh, the Malik Willis era starts in Tennessee okay. this week. All right. So for my spread, going a similar route, I have the Jets at plus one at minus 110. Pretty much the same thing as they're going to win. Yeah. Um, but against the Broncos, I like it. I think that they are going to do it. The Broncos can't If they do- tie, do they cover? <sighs> Technically, yeah. Technically, yes. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you guys, you guys are hearing it here first. Holman is saying that the Jets and Broncos are going to tie. I didn't say that, but they could. It give, would cover. Give me a score. What's it going to be? I mean, how many points do they score total? I mean, if you ask me, I I think this ends up in like some sort of like twenty four to ten route. Twenty four to twenty four. That's a good call. Okay. I like it. All right. I'm glad we got that out. Um, but the Broncos, they kind of suck. Uh, there was a, I don't know if you saw it, there's a video of a Russell Wilson commercial that came out about him showing different ways to eat his uh, Subway signature sub. Um, and uh, Reno put it in the chat. I literally said that Russell Wilson has uh, more ways to eat a sub than touchdowns throws thrown this season. Um, yeah, uh, also an hour ago, according to CBS Sports, Russell Wilson's danger, which has been removed from Subway's menu after awkward commercials go viral on social media. Yeah. He's an idiot. That's not a joke. Wilson was a from somebody's menu after awkward commercials. Wow. 
That's so funny. Did you see that Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch uh, came out and said that Russell Wilson was a bad teammate in Seattle? Yeah, you know, so 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 many so many players from the Seattle days are coming out and saying that, and I mean, it's because they couldn't contact him directly. They had to get a hold of his manager to get a hold of him, which is crazy. Like, I don't know why he thinks he's this whole prima donna type deal. Yeah, like he got he got a little too big for the britches there. That's crazy. Future needs to come back along and uh, humble him. Okay, they got a family. He needs to. He needs to take Sierra back from him. They got a family. I, I don't. I don't wish that. I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit. Future. Future needs to humble him. Look, future. Future ruined Scottie Pippen's marriage. Gucci flip flops. <laughs> we need to call on future to ruin Russell Wilson's marriage. No, they got a family. I don't wish that. Anyway, my money line this we need week. Fu- we need future to at least come in and complicate things. How about that? Okay, whatever. Um, I have the uh, the Washington Commanders upsetting the Green Bay Packers. Oh shit! Um, at plus one eighty eight. Um, Taylor Heineke starting. Um, Carson Wentz is is out for four to six weeks. Um, with a broken hand. So you good? Sirens. Oh, yeah. Somebody fucked up. Um. What? Um, making, making a lot of faces over there. The top. Uh, this is this is on. Um. This is on CBS Sports. It says, "Pegging the award races." Not a very good choice of words there. Yeah, it didn't. I didn't like that one bit. Um, yeah. Taylor Heineke getting the start. Taylor Heineke, dude. I'll be honest with you. He moves the ball pretty well. Um, when he's at the helm. Um. So I think they're gonna move the wall, move the ball pretty well against this uh, this Packers team. That if we're just being honest, doesn't seem to be able to do a damn thing right. Yeah, and I mean, especially with having um, with having Brian Robinson back as well, that's gonna add another dimension to the offense. Yep. And with um, his production is going to keep ramping up, and uh, you know the Green Bay Packers they're not very good at defending the run this year. No, they're they're not very good at all. And honestly, um, this is this is great news for uh, Terry McLaurin owners in fantasy football, because um, Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin have played together for a little bit now. They have a little bit of chemistry, um, and I'm pretty sure Terry McLaurin has done pretty well while Taylor Heineke's been in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Terry, I mean, Terry McLaurin's always played well with with Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's always been the safety valve for him. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it was kind of it's kind of like the same way with Patrick Mahomes and and Tyreek Hill. Just throw it up, and I know he's somewhere around there. Jahan Dotson takes a little bit of a hit with this one. Think so? Jahan Dotson was more so to be the like take the top off the defense kind of guy. I think that's why I think that's why Washington brought him in. What are you doing? You picking at hairs on the mic there? Yeah, it's hairs from my damn beard. <laughs> um, so I think uh, I think personally, Jahan Dotson might take a little bit of a hit here. Um, he's got to come back healthy first. He's got to do that. Terry McLaurin is going to be, uh, he's going to be very bene- benefited from this, from this move. Um, so I, yeah, I like the commanders on the upset here over the Packers. I like it. I think, I think that that's going to be my, uh, my money line for the week. I like it. I like it. So 
We only got a few more topics here. Um, I, I don't know about you. I still haven't come up with anything for that fantasy segment uh, we just, that we were trying to do. We can just balk on that for now. <laughs> I, I literally, like, I was trying, and I li- I just couldn't think of a damn thing. We can, get, we can get back around to it next week. All right. So I want to ask you. Um, no. NBA is here. No. No? I was just answering a question. Okay. Um, so the NBA is back. The regular season has started. Mm. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers opened their season um, at Golden State, um, where they lost 123-109. to um, And then the Nets started their season at home against the Pelicans, where they lost 130-108. to So my question to you is, who had the worst loss? Was it the Lakers? Who, I mean, it, it was really just the LeBron and AD show, as kind of, I guess, to be expected. And they lost by, what is that, 14 points to the, uh, to the Golden State Warriors? Mm. Or would you say it's the, uh, the Nets who got trounced by the New Orleans Pelicans by 22, and Kevin Durant was the only one that was able to do any sort of offensive production? So it's tough. Um, I'm probably gonna say the Nets here. Okay. Um, just because there's more, ex- there's the expectations for the Nets are higher this year than they are for the Lakers. The Lakers suck this year too. The Lakers, so far. The, so we're also only two games in. They are two games in, but the Lakers do not look good. No, they don't look good at all. And so, so, th- so this is the whole. This is the whole thing. So. The Nets. Um, I mean, the Nets' expectations are higher. I mean, we haven't seen Ben Simmons in over a year of basketball, and in his first game back, he scores two points. I think it was four. Oh, uh, well. Wait, let me look. Um, Four points. Okay. So he scores four points in his first game back in over a year. Four points, five boards, five or six, six fouls. So he fouled out. What a moron. He is a moron. So... To top it off, they lost at home. Yep. Um, with I mean, I mean the Nets will turn it around, so it's not really. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Pelicans jumped on their shit. They were up thirty-two. To, they were up thirty-two to fourteen at the, end of the, at the end of the first. Yeah, I mean they they uh, they just pounced on them. Yep, just jumped on them and, and and they just couldn't they just couldn't keep up. So you know when when that happens, you know it's 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 definitely tough to recover. Um. But you know, I'll tell you, the Lakers are the Lakers are in trouble. They are in trouble. I'm trying to pull up their statistics, but I don't know what's going on. I don't know if whatever that the sirens going on outside or what game. The well, I'm just trying to pull up the Lakers statistics in general. On oh, 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 I so on ESPN. So so kind of just to talk about the Lakers a little bit more. So last so last night your Wi-Fi shit the bed. Did it? it it's just not working. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's not working for me. I'm good. Oh, well, I'm glad it's working for you. So I mean, I mean the Lakers, the Lakers are really in trouble because of Russell Westbrook, in my opinion. He's terrible. Yeah, I mean Russell we- Russell Westbrook said that he played pretty well last night. So he had so he played 27 minutes. He said he was productive. He, yeah, he said he was very productive. 27 minutes. I will I will admit he had five steals. So good on him. Good for Russell Westbrook getting five steals. Did but he, he turn had that into anything. Uh, he turned it into three rebounds, four assists. And two made free throws. Went 0 for 11 from the field. That's pathetic. Including 0, from, 0 for 6 from 3. I think I would have a better shot of making one basket if I just threw it up behind my back. 
<laughs> just wherever I caught it on the court. Yeah, like they they as long as Russell Westbrook is on that team, they're going to be bad. No one's going to take him. No, no. I mean, I mean, he's really he's he's any any value that he had heading into the season, he's eliminating now at this point. He is averaging twenty nine minutes a game, ten and a half points. He's averaging seven rebounds, three and a half assists, three steals. Now, granted, we're only two games in, but that's kind of ridiculous. Um, and his PER is thirteen. That's bad. It's terrible. It's terrible. Lonnie Walker's PER is higher. Yeah, Lonnie Walker was the leading scorer last game for the for the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Beverly is leading the team in blocks per game. Oh man, Pat Bev. Pat Bev. So yeah, they're um. Lakers are in trouble. Yeah, dude, they're 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 in, they're in rough shape over there. No one's gonna take Russell Westbrook. He's nope. got a, just an absolute trash contract. He is trash at the sport of basketball as of now. Um, he was not like four years ago, but something happened. He wasn't two years ago when he was playing in Washington. He was all NBA second team. That's fair. I don't know what has happened, but that dude forgot how to play basketball. Yeah, it's um. It's not good. It's really it's 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 really not a good situation there in there in La La Land. Yeah, it's uh it's a it's a tough scene over there. But um that's really it for the NBA. I mean, I didn't really have much in the NBA because we're only two games in. I d yeah. I didn't want to overreact to anything. Yeah, there's, I just, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. Um so then uh playoff baseball is here. We're in the championship series. Um the Yankees are down two nothing to the Astros. They've been in Houston for the last two uh, for the last two games. I believe now they're heading to New York. Yeah. Um, do they do two two one 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 or is it two three two? I think it's two two one one one. Two two one one one. Um, for those of you that may not know, that's two games in Houston, two games in New York, one game in Houston, one. Game no, in I'm New wrong. York. Is it two two three two two three two? Okay, yeah. so two games in Houston, three games in New York, two games in Houston for a seven game series. Um, so Houston is up 2-0. They have won their two uh, home games, as they should. Um, and then on the NL side, in the NLCS, that series is actually tied 1-1. One one. Yep, heading um, into Game 3. Heading into Game 3, heading to San Diego. Which, is, which first pitch is in about 21 minutes from now. Sick. Um, San Diego uh, stole one in Philly, so good on them. They're heading back out to San Diego now. Uh, you got Bryce Harper versus Manny Machado in that series, the two bad boys of the uh, of the MLB. Did you see Kyle Schwarber's home run? 488 feet. That was insane. That's a rocket ship. That was a missile. Yeah, that, that was just an absolute bomb. Yeah, so, I mean, I, th- I think this series is going to end up being a whole lot better than the one out in the American League is. I mean, both teams have star power. I mean, especially on the, um, especially on the uh, Padres side of it. I mean, they're, I mean, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Jake Cronworth. Of course, Fernando Tatis is out for the year, but. Let me, let me ask you a question. Hmm. I personally think this is going to end up being the World Series. Uh, Houston versus Padres. Who are you cheering for? Trey Mancini or Manny Machado? Uh, cheering for Trey, but cheering for the Padres. Yeah, I would want the Padres. I would want the Padres to win because I don't like Houston. Um, but I would like to see Trey Mancini get a ring. That'd be cool. But I'd also like to see Manny Machado get a ring. That'd be cool yeah. too. Um, but I will say, I think the Padres probably are my second favorite team in the, yeah, baseball they're, they're my behind the Orioles. Team. Yeah. Um, mostly just because I like Fernando Tatis. 
Yeah, I mean, he's such a dog. Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, Juan Soto. Those are three of my favorite players in the in the MLB, and they all play on one team. So, it's a facto. Yeah, I'm your balls. I'm your balls. Um, I was just curious who you would who you would cheer for. I personally think I think that's going to end up being the World Series. Um, I don't I don't think the Yankees, I do too. Yeah. I don't think the Yankees dig out of this hole. Yeah, I mean I mean the Yankees are having such a problem with swinging and missing right now. They've struck out thirty times in two games. Yeah, I think last game they struck out seventeen times. Yeah, that's not a recipe for success. Maybe it was game one. It was whatever game uh, Verlander pitched in. Now, I'm not saying Verlander had 17 strikeouts, but in that game that Verlander uh, started on the bump, the Yankees struck out 17 times. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't help that, that the American League MVP in... Um, Aaron Judge. Is MIA. Nowhere to be found. <sighs> let's, just, uh, l- but let's just be honest. Like His style of baseball, the, like, the real long ball, is not really, um, not really playoff baseball. Like, uh, it's not really made for that. He's batting one seventy nine with two home runs. I mean, Aaron Judge was pretty productive in the regular season outside of just hitting home runs. But I mean, that's where he lives and right. dies. So, um, I mean, small ball seems to do better in the playoffs because the pitching is better. So you kind of have to at bats are a little bit different, right? Right, like it's a, it's a little bit more it's a little bit more fighting you have to do. Yeah. Sometimes you got to take your medicine. Some, what? It's just funny the way you said it. What? It's I mean it's just the way it is. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you just gotta take that outside pitch, opposite over the second baseman. Yeah. Take a single to right field. Sometimes that's what you got to do. I Not, mean, Aaron Judge has only struck out once in this series thus far, but I mean against Cleveland. He struck out. Uh, he went over four in game two of that series. Shoot, or over five with four with four Ks. Struck out three days. Struck out three times the day before. And he struck out. He's only struck out five times in the game since. But only. I mean, Jesus. He's only. He's he's played four games. Yeah. Well, he's played five games. So you're averaging a strikeout a game. But again, like you said, you know that that's the that's you know the way he plays. He is. He's the strikeout guy. Yeah, he's he's swinging for the fences. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it because he's so big and so strong, but he's swinging for the fences, and uh, right, he's either, he's gonna hit it a country mile or he's gonna throw his bat a country mile because he swung so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not. You, you think are... they give him? You think they give him a run if he threw his bat over the wall from home? <laughs> I'd probably give him a run. <laughs> I'd give him something. I don't know about a run, but I'd give him. I'd give him something. <laughs> I'd be um, impressed. I'd probably give him like a really strong tongue lashing. That sounds wrong. Like, a, like I a, know what it means. Like but... a real stern finger wag. Like, <laughs> don't you do don't that. you do that again? That was cool, but don't do it. Don't do it again. Yeah, that's rad. That's rad. I still can't believe the danger which has gotten taken off the subway menu. That's so funny. I think it is funny. Yeah, he has more ways to eat a sandwich than touchdowns thrown this season. The commercial's right here. I'm going to have to watch it here. Yeah, you got to watch Live it. Live dangerously. Eat banana peppers on your sub. Russell, Russell Wilson tweeted that. While he's standing there looking like Rick James with a fucking leather jacket on and sunglasses. Yeah. And fingerless gloves with a beanie on. Yeah, what are you trying to prove here? He's trying to prove to Sierra that he's a bad boy. <laughs> well. He's bad at football. Gucci flip-flops are coming. I'm telling you. Shiza. I'm telling you. 
God bless. All right. Well, let's get on out of here. Uh, this was kind of a, a shortened episode. It wasn't really a whole. I mean, we, I mean, we had stuff to talk about, but you know, we condensed it compared to how how it's been the last few weeks. We talked a lot about uh, college football. A lot about Tennessee and Alabama specifically. Yeah. I mean, that was that was like must see TV. That was must see TV. That was such a good game. Just man. wait. Just wait till we. Just wait till Tennessee and uh, Georgia, Georgia play. play. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a game that I'll sit down and watch in its entirety. No one talk to me. Yeah, no one, no one talked to me that day. I'll be busy. Wait a minute. It's not the same day. You sure? Yeah. Positive. It's the first weekend of November. Absolutely positive. 100%. For some reason, I don't believe you. Chat. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I'm an addict. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay. The fifth. You're right. You were right. There was something. There was something that told me. <laughs> also, a weekend um, after, kind of pertaining to to the American League to to the ALCS. Um, the Astros are um, scratching Lance McCullers, really from this from his start tonight or his start in Game Three because he injured himself on a champagne bottle. What an idiot! Yep. Good. Um, Good for him. Hit in the elbow by a spare champagne bottle. So what does that even mean? I don't know, but he was, but he was hit in the elbow. Um, was somebody in the locker room just cracking people with champagne bottles? That'd be a weird way to celebrate your sweep of the Mariners. Yeah, that's wild. Also, while we're talking about locker rooms, just real quick, I feel bad for the Wisconsin volleyball team. Yeah, if you hadn't if you hadn't heard about that, they they like they, apparently they took some scandalous pictures after they won the national championship for volleyball. Which, if like, if that's what happens in girls' locker rooms, that's that's all good and fine. That's rad. That is kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but they have since had the pictures, and apparently there's videos. Yeah, leaked online. I know at least some of the pictures and videos are of some of the girls, if not most of the girls, topless. No, it's the whole team. Whole team. Whole team's topless. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else can be seen but yeah these girls uh at 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 bare minimum that like 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 their their breasts are visible in in the picture yeah they're they're topless in this picture um i think the wisconsin um ad has put something out said they're they're investigating it um i don't know if it was a player they're investigating it criminally as well yeah i did i did i did read up on that yeah well I don't exactly know. I'm not a, I'm not a police officer, so I don't really know what the law is. But it's definitely breaking the law, of some sort. I don't know which law it's it's breaking, but it's. Yeah. I feel like it, it definitely is breaking the law. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a player that leaked it. I don't know. I don't know how it got out. Somebody hacked. Somebody hacked into the iCloud account, maybe. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it was like a. Or maybe it was a staff member. Who knows? Maybe it was like a team manager that's like in charge of like washing the towels or pumping up the volleyballs or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I genuinely have no idea who would leak this, who would think this would be okay. It's just outright disgusting. Yeah. Um I feel bad for those I feel bad for those girls. Yeah, it is God it, bless. I mean I mean they, I mean they took those they took those pictures and videos or and whatever they did, um, to celebrate them winning a national championship. 
and now Which is still, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm also gonna I'm also gonna throw that. That's a weird way to celebrate winning it, the national championship. It is. That's just me. I'm also not a girl. I don't know. Right. Right. Like I've also never won a national title. I've won a uh, championship in my like local little league. I've won like I've won back to back fantasy championship titles. I just won the. I just rebuilt the Texans and won the Super Bowl in Madden. I'm about to do it with the Seattle Seahawks. So I mean, I know a little bit about winning, not to that extent, not in real <laughs> life, but I know about winning. But I don't think I've ever wanted to like take my shirt off and take pictures, or for us to be like taking our pants off and taking pictures. Yeah, that's also true. Because I, I pl- tr- pants and boxers, right? Because trust me, I have I have plenty of pictures of myself. Like without a shirt on, just from like vacations and shit like that. So that's like that's not very scandalous. I mean, maybe it is, if you, depending on who you ask. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's gross. It's gross that somebody did this. It is gross that somebody did that. Yeah, it's like it's very very unfortunate that now these girls have to have all of this seen for the world. Like like it's all out there for the world to see. It's all out there for the world to see. Once again, I just think it's a little weird that that's how they celebrated. Me too. Know, but that's that's either here or there. Somebody shine some light on that for me. Like, is that is that like a common thing? Like, I don't. I genuinely don't know. Like, does that actually happen in girls' locker rooms? Yeah, I have no idea. Right. Like, like I'm like I'm genuinely curious. I'm, de- I'm definitely not not curious enough to go walk into one and figure it out. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, because that's just once again that's gross. Because because I'm not trying to get arrested by any means. But like, if you like, if people like have some insider information, like if you could, if you want to let us know, you can. We're not gonna say no. I just I just want to know if that's like a if that's like a common thing or if that is a weird thing. Because to me, that just seems like a weird. thing. That does seem like a weird thing. That'd be like a bunch of guys posing with their meat out <laughs> after they just won a playoff game. I'm just imagining like last year, like Georgia after winning the national championship, just <laughs> like all of us have seen any given Sunday. Yeah. Like, pe- like guys walking around with their dick out in the locker room. That happens. Yep. Can't like, do anything about it. You, you really, you really can't do anything about it. But, but like posing for a picture. Exactly, posing for a picture and taking and taking pictures and keeping them. Yeah. As a group. That's a little weird. I, it just doesn't. I don't know. I guess that's just, that's just us being guys and not knowing. I don't know. We'll never understand. Yeah. No. Never will. I don't know. All right. Well, let's get the hell on out of here. Yeah. Um, we both got we both got a drive ahead of us. Yeah, we both got at least an hour drive ahead of us. Um, I have an hour and a half drive tomorrow morning too. Jeez. Yeah. I think I'm gonna try to go do a corn maze tomorrow. I think it's gonna be fun. There you go. We it's uh, to be a pretty nice day. We carved pumpkins last week. Nice. Yeah. How'd your pumpkin t- come out? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. We had a little bit of a competition. Uh, Steph's beat mine. Um, I'm not just saying that because she's my girlfriend. Like hers was genuinely better than mine. Sarah and I had like a little paint night. We got like some canvases and paint. We did like some paintings. Oh, that's cool. It was honestly like we found like a YouTube video of like some some like easy paintings. Yeah. And we just uh like I have a smart TV, kind of like kind of like your TV here. Yeah. Um, just put it up there and then we just painted. Yeah. Um. So Steph has a wedding that she's doing for doing tomorrow. She does hair for weddings and shit like that. So shameless plug. So if you need your hair done, you can schedule an appointment at Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. <laughs> Just text me at gmail.com. Text me and I will direct you accordingly. Um, but in the meantime, I'm I think I'm gonna head down to they're having another one of those memorabilia expos with Chantilly. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna head down there and just kill a little bit of time and just see what's see what's good around there. It's Sunday. 
Yeah, Sunday. So, so I'm, I don't know if Timbers will listen to this by the time it comes around, but Timber, just to let you know, I have passed up tickets to two different sporting events to come to Cruz's birthday party. Your Uncle Jake, you better be there. I know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna miss it. I. I. I RSVP, but I passed up tickets to the Ravens game and the Commanders game. There you go. Yep. I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I will be there. I don't know what I'm gonna get him for his birthday. I might get him like Nerf guns. <laughs> that are more so for like timber. So you're Just, gonna get timber Nerf guns. Well, they're gonna be for crew, but timber will use them. <laughs> to shoot Casey in like the butt while she's like trying to do stuff. Look, what they decided to do with it, that's on them. You're right. All right, let's get the hell on out of here. Let's go ahead and have ourselves a weekend. You guys have a good weekend as well. Stay safe. Make good decisions. Yep. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you next week. See ya.